everybody. Welcome back to episode 69 Talk Campaign Podcast with your host, Kylie Montigny. And I'm so excited to have on actress and host around the world in 60 seconds, McLaren Eisenhower. Thanks so much for McLaren. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So you're an actress. What made you want to start doing that in the this industry? So for me, I kind of started younger when I was a little bit younger. I started when I was about seven or eight, but I've got to be honest with you, I tried a million different things before I started acting. Yeah. I tried cheer, I tried dance, I tried gymnastics, and those were just not my things. Mm-hmm. Like, I tried them, and it just didn't feel right for me. And my mom would always say, like, just keep trying, keep trying different things, and you're going to find that thing that you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. And then about seven or eight, I auditioned for my very first musical, and something about it just felt right. Like, it just felt like what I was meant to do, and I've never stopped since then. I've done over 35 musicals and shows. And then I started to kind of get into the film industry more. Mm-hmm. I signed my first agent in eighth grade. And then I auditioned for a lot of more film projects, TV series. I tested for a lot of pretty big networks, which was super cool. Um, it was kind of overstimulating at a super young age. But um, no, it was really cool. Just like starting off high school, having these incredible opportunities. And then like you just mentioned, um, sophomore year, I got to film Around the World in 60 Seconds. So I got a taste of the film set and I loved it. So I kind of transitioned more into a film career, but I think that's where I'm going to stay. Yeah, that's how I am. I didn't, like, I always knew I wanted to be in the entertainment industry since I was a child. Ever since I basically was born, basically, I always knew. But I was always a very shy girl. I was always a very shy girl. Really? Yeah, I was always a very (laughs) shy girl. And, like, I was like, I, how is a shy girl supposed to be in the entertainment industry? That's not possible. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, and I tried many things like acting, baseball. Well, baseball was basically something I did as a kid. So it wasn't really a career path. It was something I did for fun as a kid. My parents made me basically do. Right. Um, like, uh, yeah, I basically tried like acting, dancing, and some other things. I'm like, this stuff is not for me. Like, this is not, <laughs> this is not it. And was like, a lot of parents pushing that? Like, I know for me, my parents wanted me in dance so bad, and I just didn't. My sister wanted me in dance. Really? Yeah, because my sister grew up dancing, and me and her used to dance a lot, and Mm -hmm. me and her used to dance so much. My sister's like, Kylie, you should try dance. And when I became a huge opera fan, I started dancing. She's like, Kylie, you started dancing when you became a huge opera fan, but you won't you won't do, start dancing if I tell you. I'm like, well, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. But, <laughs> yeah, and, like, I have family that are journalists as well from the news station. So, like, I had a little connection a little bit. And as I kind of grew older, I tried many more things, but it's very difficult to try and find our passions and everything, what we want to do. Especially in, your, in our high school years, we're especially trying to find our passions or what we kind of want to pursue in the next couple of years. So I was like, I need to find out what I'm going to do, or else I'm going to stay in my parents' basement for the rest of my life. <laughs> or I'm not, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. but you don't make a wrong decision because this is like your future. Yeah. The next thousands of dollars going into this, and you're just like, oh, I hope this is right. So I completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and like during quarantine, I had so much so much free time, and so did everyone mm-hmm. else. Like we couldn't leave the house. We couldn't do nothing. And I, was, and I remember during quarantine, so that I was just sitting down watching TV all day, every day. I was doing <laughs> nothing. Right. I, was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm done. 
I was yeah. like, I'm done. I just wanted to actually do something with my life instead of watching television all day long. <laughs> and so like, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, why not just start a podcast? And that's, I, I kind of thought it's a little joke. And I was like, and I just remember comments later making, writing things down and everything. And now, and it started all of April 2021. So it's basically been a year. And I'm thinking myself like, oh, this is, I guess it's still going on. And like, it means I'm, I'm the person that very quits, like quits things very easily. Like I quit next time I try something, I quit it. Like, I'm just very kind of subconscious about everything. So I'm like, God, I'm about to go quit this sometime next couple of weeks. But now a year later, I'm like, God, how am I so doing this? Like, how am I supposed to be so in this position, everything, you know? That's awesome. And that means you probably really love it too. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like I didn't you know you always like wanted to be an actor since you're younger it's kind of something that kind of clicked and you wanted to do I've got to be honest I kind of always wanted to be the center of attention growing up like as a really young toddler there's so many videos of me like popping out of like the puppet stand and being like hey mom and dad can I put on a show for you can I sing for you so even if I didn't specifically want to be an actress at that point I loved entertaining people, even at the age of like two or three. So my parents, when I started acting, they're like, of course, why didn't we think of that sooner? Like, we knew you were going to do this. You were born to be an entertainer and a storyteller. So I don't think it surprised them, but it definitely surprised me because I didn't think I would love it as much as I did because like, it wasn't that I was scared, but I was just like, it's so spontaneous, especially in theater, because you're just getting up there and anything can happen. Like on a film race things and try again but the thing with the whole theater is just it's so spontaneous and truly anything can happen and I guess that freaked me out but then I mean I feel like that makes it more fun honestly yeah and so like I remember like when quarantine started I just remember I had so much free time that I literally wrote up questions to see which parent knew me better and I just and I was like, I'm bored. Like, why not try to do something to keep my mind busy? And, I, and to think, like, two years later, I'm thinking myself, like, why the hell did I do that? And like, they were fighting, taking that, like, oh gosh, I hope I get this right. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. And now, two years later, I'm like, and they thought, like, oh, this is pretty stupid. Now I think it's actually pretty stupid that I did that. But, like, I would not think, like, two years later, I'm thinking to myself, like, that's how I started being a journalist, is to ask my parents questions. And little did I know, I'll be having my own podcast two years later. First clients. That's hilarious. Yeah, my first clients. Your first yeah. I love yeah. it. That's so good. So you are the host of Around the World in 60 Seconds. What is it like for you to do that and everything? Um, it was amazing. It was an incredible opportunity. It was actually kind of the first film job I booked. I had done some like day work on some movies and TV shows and stuff but nothing where I was like a lead and I was the one talking to the camera, you know? So booking my very first role with Disney World, gosh, that was like a fever dream. (laughs) I was like, you've got to me. Like, is this really happening to me? But no, amazing. I had so much support and being on a film set with such amazing people. Like I mentioned, it was my first time, but the director and the crew and just everyone on set was like so welcoming and patient with me. They're like, they're like, we're going to teach you the ropes. Like, we're going to make sure you know exactly what you need to know. Mm-hmm. And it was the best experience. And then when we were done filming, Matthew and I would go into the parks and we would, like, ride rides. They would let us go to whatever park we wanted to. They were like, just tell us. We'll give you tickets. Go. Like, it was the best experience. 
It was amazing. Oh, that. That's like my favorite dream is to like work with Disney on something. Like that's really like fever dream. It was amazing. I was pinching myself. Like, is this actually happening to me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you said before you got to work with Matthew. What was it like for you to work with him? He was amazing. He was so, he was just such a like vibrant soul to be around. He was like a ray of sunshine. But um, we actually did a chemistry read together. And that can be really scary because you really want the job. But if you don't connect with the person you're reading with, they might think that you're not the one for the job. Yeah. So I was there. I actually was on vacation when I did my chemistry read or the first one. So I got on my chemistry read with this one guy and super talented, but we just didn't really have that connection. He was a good bit younger than me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh gosh, this is going to completely ruin me. Like this ruined my chances. And I had already made it through like three callback rounds. So that was really frustrating. Yeah. And then I got off of it. I was so heartbroken because I just assumed that I hadn't moved on. And then I get a call from my manager at the time, like an hour later. And keep in mind, I'm on vacation. I was on my way to go parasailing on the beach. <laughs> and she's like, turn around. You can't go parasailing now. You got to go back. They want you on another chemistry read with a new kid named Matthew. So I'm like, okay. So I run back, you know, put my hair back in a little pigtail different, get back on my Zoom call. And Matthew we just clicked immediately. Our chemistry was through the roof, top tier. He was just so energetic and so witty. Like he was coming up with these little like jokes in between his lines and his delivery was so good. And then I was feeding off of his energy. So we were both just kind of like bing, 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 like with each other. But no, he is so great. And then we met in person for the final callback. We obviously clicked very well and we got on set and he was just so fun to hang around. Even when we weren't on set, we were hanging out off of set as well in the parks. We rode um, Tower of Terror together in Hollywood Studio. It was super yeah. fun. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I love that. Like, we, like, seriously, like, the worst thing about acting is when you keep getting callbacks and you don't know when you're getting booked. Oh Especially my when you're on vacation. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I feel like that always happens to me. Like, I'll just, like you said, just be sitting here in your house watching TV shows, doing nothing, just, you know, eating your popcorn, whatever, having a good old yeah. chill day won't get anything, won't hear anything. The minute I have a million things going on and have no spare time is when my agents are like, hey, we have an audition for you. Yeah, I'm like, I literally am so beyond stressed out right now. That's always how it happens. Yeah, that's exactly what happens to me. Like yes. every single day will be exactly. It's oh crazy. God. Everything just all at once. And then the summertime when I'm free, crickets. When I start school, exactly. all, everything, everything coming at me. I'm like, you guys just aren't going to give me a break, are you? <laughs> yeah, you guys are not giving me a break. When's the, when's the next time you're going to give me a little break for once? Like, come on. <laughs> so, like, how much has your life has changed since, like, being around the world in 60 seconds? Um, It was my first film opportunity, so it's given me a lot of insight onto how the film industry works. But it also opened up a lot of opportunities for me besides mm -hmm. that. Like, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but a big industry... That's not Disney, so you might be able to, like, connect the dots. Kind of Disney. They um, flew me out to California to test for something they were doing because what you see of me acting on Around the World in 60 Seconds, I wasn't actually memorized for the script. Like, we had a script, but we weren't memorized. We were reading off a teleprompter. Oh, like, on a... Really? So I'm, like, reading off the teleprompter, and that took a while to get used to, let me tell you. But I had to learn how to do it after about a week on set. And then this industry this network that I don't know if I'm allowed to say <laughs> was basically like we're looking for a talk show host who can read off a teleprompter 
And they had seen my segments from around the world in 60 seconds. And I'm like, holy crap, people from the huge network are watching my segments, my episodes. It was like so surreal. But they flew me out to California. I read a little bit for them, just talked about myself. It was more just like a chit chat kind of interview thing, kind of like what we're doing now, but it was really cool. And unfortunately, COVID hit about a week later. <laughs> I was in LA and then we got back about a week later. It was so scary because it was literally like that. So I don't even think happening, which kind of was a letdown because I honestly think I really stood a chance at it. And I was feeling really good about the interview. I had a lot of fun, um, but things happen for a reason. So I didn't get too hung up over it, but it opened up a lot of other opportunities. Just that one opened up so many avenues. It was really cool. Yeah, exactly. It went I mean, a couple of weeks before COVID hit, like, me and my family decided to go to Florida for my mom's birthday for spring, Philly spring training. My family is a big Philadelphia Phillies fan. Since we're from the crazy southern, like, Philly, <laughs> southern Pennsylvania, like, of course, my family's Phillies fans. Of course, we live on the East Coast. And right. so, like, my family decided to go to spring training in Florida for, a couple, for like, a week for my mom's birthday. And it was like a week before COVID happened. Then once we got home, maybe like a week later, COVID hit. And I'm thinking to myself, like, um, I guess we're only supposed to do now. I can't travel. What am I supposed to do? Like, like the whole world is really, like, stopped quick, like you said. Like, everything shut down. We couldn't do anything. We're stuck at home. Like, it was just everything really shut down quick. It was crazy. Yes. Yeah, and I remember LX, the airport in LA, and they said that there were active cases whenever we got home in LAX. Really? So we, and we're like, wait, do we have this new virus? And at the time, like no one knew what it was yeah. or even how if you had it or get tested because there wasn't any testing for it yet. Yeah. So my family, we're all looking at each other like, how do we know if we have it? Like, is it deadly? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, like, but, I literally, like in January 2020, I literally went to California for like some stuff, fun stuff. And my dad, and when we got to the airport, I saw people wearing masks. And yeah. they were all like Chinese people. I'm thinking to myself, like, why are these people wearing masks? Like, what the heck? And my dad was like, I was like, yeah, why are these people wearing masks? Like, yeah, I think I come down, they're a lunatic, so a little bit for wearing a mask. Yeah, and I was like, you know, my dad's like, oh, there's this new virus going around in China and stuff. I was like, oh, whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, oh, it's probably nothing serious for us. And like, it's not a big deal. And then two year, two months later, we got hit with COVID-19 from China. I'm like, I guess Crazy. I was wrong. Like, I guess so. It seriously impacted everyone's life. I did not think that something could impact the world as much as that did. <laughs> Truly. Exactly. Easy. Crazy. Yeah, it was so bad at first. We're like, what are we supposed to do with our life now? Like, school shut down. Like, everything shut down. Like, we were supposed to do nothing. I feel like now our society can handle anything now. I shouldn't say that now. Because we'll get hit with something worse. But um, yeah. I feel like we really are, like, more prepared for crazy things now. Yeah, exactly. We that <laughs> you can make it through anything <laughs> yeah exactly so do you have anyone that you look up to as an actress or just kind of in general do you have anyone that you look up to oh my god um actress wise i love margot robbie i mm. think she did and i also think she's so versatile yeah she, one role and then like for instance um wolf of wall street her character yeah. in that like so totally different from like harley quinn yeah. Just the drastic change that she can do, and she does it effortlessly, flawlessly every single time. She kills it. 
And she has truly worked hard for what she has, which I also really respect about her. But she's definitely my actress that I look up to. Actor-wise, probably Timothy Chalamet. All my friends, I absolutely love him. I don't know if you can see him in the back. I have like a cardboard cut out of him. Oh my I, did, God. I disclaimer, I'm not creepy, I swear. Um, my friend bought it for me. But uh, but uh no, I oh, I'm falling. No, he's seriously super talented and he got nominated for an Oscar at like 21. Yeah. That's crazy. Like I can't even imagine. <laughs> he's so talented and always has been. So I think I just look up to both of them for just how insanely talented they are. They're just an inspiration to me, if that makes sense. I'm j- I just watched them. Oh my gosh, to be that level of talented is yeah, crazy. It's like, I'm like the same as like Dwayne. I'm like the biggest Hugh Jackman fan. I'm like a huge Hugh Jackman fan. And like last year, two years ago, I literally had a bunch of posters in my room of him. And like, it was insane. And like, I have, and I met him last month in I New York City. Oh, gosh. I didn't realize you were such a big fan, though. Yeah, like, I'm such a, I'm a massive fan. He's literally my idol. Like, he made me want to be in the scene he came in this Freaking year. out? What was that? You, like, freaking out, screaming, crying? Yeah, I wasn't screaming, <laughs> I was crying. Like, and, like, I went to New York City in March, late March. And, like, I went to see his Broadway show in New York City. Mm-hmm. And and I was waiting for years for the Super Broadway show, so I was absolutely excited since I, I was really dying to see it since mm-hmm. COVID is shut down, so I couldn't play on, on Broadway. So I was like disappointed when I first found out COVID happened and everything got shut down, but then when I found out I was going to New York to see him, I was like, okay, let's go. I don't care. Like, let's go. I don't really care. So when we went to his Broadway show, like after we went to the stage door where he come out, his house comes out. And he usually comes out five to ten minutes after the show ends. So uh, me and my dad were literally running to the stage door to make sure we're making on time to get a spot. Because I was like, if I don't, if I don't meet Hugh Jackman today, then I'm literally gonna kill myself. Because like, oh my, God. my life is over. <laughs> and my life is over, and I'm like, I'm like, this is my moment. And if I don't get this moment, I'm literally gonna be mad for the rest of my life. Like I'm gonna regret this. And so, me and my dad literally went in two different spots. So, I was like, right here, my dad was at the end. Like, You're committed. I gotta give, I, I applaud you. You're committed. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you, I was like, dad, you go over here. I go right here. Like, I got this. Like, I have first-hand experience. I know how to meet people. Like, I have experience in this industry, so I, I know what to do. And, <laughs> and once it came out, I was like, it started shaking so bad. I never <laughs> shaked out bad before. Like, I was like, I can't control myself. Like, and I remember once he started getting close to me, I just remember thinking to myself, like, I want to cry. I want to cry. I'm like, I was like, pinching myself. I'm like, Kylie, don't you get a cry from Hugh Jackman or else you're going to bear something for the rest of your life. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I immediately snapped myself out of it. I was like, Kylie, don't cry for Hugh Jackman. <laughs> And so, and I was like, you once he came over to me, I, I remember putting my phone up when he was right next to me, and I remember putting a video on, on him, and he, I literally had, that video clip, he literally looked at me in the video clip, and I didn't realize that until the next day, that, and I, like, passed out, I was like, you talking looked at my phone camera? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he came up, and he looked at me, when he was done talking to the person next to me, I was like, I was speechless. I was like, 
oh I feel like a picture with you <laughs> I was like so shy I was like I don't know why and I was like starstruck and I was like I gotta get a picture with you he's like oh, of course you got a picture of me oh. and then and like I was shaking so bad I was like you're Jasmine Biscott. I just met you, Jasmine. <laughs> and like once, like when he went back in, I ran to my dad and started sobbing, crying. So my dad was like, Kylie, stop crying. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> and I just started crying. I'm like, okay, this is my dream is complete. I don't care what else I do anymore. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm like I'm good I don't care what else I do now that's, it. <laughs> that's amazing Kylie I love that <laughs> and I'm like I want like a pass I'm like god he's actually my celebrity crush I'm like god oh. oh okay I didn't know if he was just an actor you really looked up to or if well, it was both well, but I, let, I mean a person I really I used to have the crush on but Patrick Dempsey's for me now okay fair enough yeah fair, fair enough, enough. Oh, that's how I did, but back then I had, like, huge problems. <laughs> but, like, since, like, quarantine started back in, like, 2020, how much do you think has like, kind of changed in terms of the entertainment industry since, like, the pandemic started? Gotcha. Um, just as an actor or just in general? Oh, just in general, either way. Okay, I think I've actually changed a lot as a person. Um, yeah. I think, um... I've really grown as a person. I, I'm not going to get too deep, but before the pandemic, I think that I didn't have a lot of self-worth. I really lacked confidence and I didn't really believe in myself and I let people walk all over me Yeah, me and too. people who I probably, yeah, you probably know exactly what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Chances to people that um, probably didn't really deserve it. But um, afterwards, I feel like I've just gained some confidence. I don't know if that was spending more time with myself, just one-on-one and like learning to love myself. Mm-hmm. But if, I know who I am. I know what I have to offer. And I'm obviously a very like kind person. I'm going to be kind to you, but if you take advantage of that. Or if you are just simply a nasty person, like, and you don't benefit my life, I don't have any problem cutting people off like that. Because yeah. at the end of the day, all they do is just drag you down and put that toxic energy into your life. Mm-hmm. I, just more. I feel like as I grow mature, if my circle gets a little smaller, but it's the best good quality people I can find, I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with it. Like, that's how the way I was. Like, I, before COVID happened, I was not, so, not so, no self-confidence, no self-worth. And I used, and people always used me for my brother, because I'm a twin sister. So I, people always used me for my brother, used to, like, kind of be fake. And I used to be like, oh, these people are J-E-R-K-S. I don't want to say the word. But, like, <laughs> I am, like, and I was, like, always crying. I didn't believe myself and all those kind of big stuff and like it wasn't until the pandemic like that kind of had sat down was like oh, and then I started kind of thinking about myself and what I could do to make myself a better person because like people always told me that like don't let people get to you like always be a, always treat people with kindness and people well, treat people the way you want to be treated that's what I was looking for and I was like if I want to be treated good and be kind to others and I want them to treat me the same back absolutely and, and so I was like this is what COVID needs this is what COVID needed me like I needed COVID and so like I was like many COVID like impacted people so much physically and mentally 
but some things came out of COVID that you especially to love yourself and kind of grow yourself as a person, especially. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, I marked it out. So the final question for the interview is, what is some advice for younger generations that like to be like an actor one day? Ooh, okay. That's a really good question. Um, me, but I have to keep reminding myself is just stick with it. If you're truly passionate about it, really want to do it and that's with anything in life if you really want it that bad because this industry is so hard I will not be the first one to tell anyone that everyone knows it it's a super super difficult industry it's extremely competitive but if you had enough you will eventually achieve it I mean it's going to take a long time there's super famous actors and actresses that were out in Hollywood for 10 years before they got their breakout role it's not happens overnight unless of course you're like the daughter or son of some famous Hollywood actress, which I didn't, I didn't get that. (laughs) I wish I did. I'm kidding. I love my parents, but um, no, it's a lot of hard work, but if you just stick with it and don't let all that rejection get to you because this industry is a lot of rejection, but if you just at the end of the day are confident in who you are and what you have to offer and your abilities and you just keep training and keep honing that craft, you're going to be just fine. Exactly. Accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, sure. exactly. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was so <laughs> great to stick with you. Oh my god, it was so fun. And thank you so much, Kylie. It was so nice meeting you. Thank you, you for having too. me. Oh my gosh, thanks so much. So it was great to speak with you. We'll definitely speak soon for sure. Thanks so much. It's so nice to meet you finally. Bye, Kylie. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.